Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Wildly Aligned Marketing. I am so glad to have you here, glad to have you in this little corner of the internet. If this is the very first time you're ever listening to this podcast, I am so glad to have you joining us, and I really hope that this podcast serves as a resource for you to really get into action and move your business forward and connect with the clients that you're called to serve, because that is what this podcast is all about. So in today's episode, we are talking all about the three-step process to find your niche. So if you have been resistant to niching down, if you have been afraid to niche down because you feel like it's restrictive or it's going to box you in or it's going to lead to less clients, like make it harder to find clients, or maybe you're in the boat of you've been trying to niche down and you can't seem to find a way to make it work that just feels like a good fit for you and you feel like you're getting traction in your business, regardless of which camp you fall into, this episode is for you because I am going to address all of these things. Welcome to Wildly Aligned Marketing. I want you to be seen and heard by the people who need your message and services most, but I know that seems easier said than done because there's a lot of noise online. I'm your host, Natalie Blenkush. I built my business back in the beginning of 2018 and very quickly learned through trial and error that being yourself isn't a cheesy cliche, but actually the key to building a strong, profitable online brand. I'm on a mission to help you own your voice and consistently find and attract the right clients online so you can grow a wildly successful business doing what you love. All right, friend, grab your coffee and notebook and let's dive into today's episode. So first of all, I want to start out by speaking to the woman listening who is resistant to niching down. And I can understand this, right? I am a very empathetic person. I have had many a client voice this to me where they're like, I, whether it's they flat out say, I don't believe in niching down, or they just clearly reading between the lines feel very restricted, boxed in by this idea of niching down. And there's certain personalities I've noticed too, that, you know, there's that kind of rebellious, you can't tell me what to do side where it's like, like, (laughs) I don't want to have to pick. I want to keep it fun and lighthearted, right? And I totally get that. I totally understand that. But here's the thing. Um, I really believe that everyone has a niche. Like you can say you don't have to niche down or I don't have a niche. That's fine. However, I disagree because here's the thing. Your niche is simply a combination of the person you help, the problem you solve, and the positioning, like the way in which you do that or kind of your unique spin on on things, right? Um, And we'll get into the nitty gritty of those details. But knowing that, knowing that your niche is just a combination of those three factors, everyone has a niche. Like there's different um, levels or ways to go about it. So many different combinations, right? And the, the visual that I get kind of is like a soundboard where you've got all these different switches and you can turn this switch up and this switch down over here or any combination of the three, right? And that's how I view niching down, right? And so if you are resistant to niching down because you feel like this is somehow going to restrict you or box you in, realize that if done right, when done right, this will be very freeing to you because it allows you to show up fully yourself, share the things that you're passionate about, um, talk about the things that are 
you know, really on your heart and just do it in a way that's really authentic to you and benefits your audience. And it should be a really beautiful blend of these are all the things I'm passionate about. And also the the people in my audience, my community, they're really benefiting from what I'm putting out there and the value that I'm creating and it's leading to clients, right? And so I actually really want to encourage you if you fall into this camp of being resistant to niching down because you feel like it's going to be restrictive, I want you to take inventory of what about that feels restrictive to you. Like, is it just a mindset shift where when when you do hear, oh, my niche is simply the person I help, the problem I solve, and my positioning, actually, there's nothing restrictive about that, right? Or... Is it that you feel like someone or not even someone in particular, but there's just, you know, some some force out there, they um, are expecting you to show up in a certain way? Because I would imagine that's probably what's going on here is that you feel like you, quote unquote, should show up in a certain way or you know that um, a certain individual or certain group of people or whatever it is are watching you. And so that is really shaping you or shaping the way that you're showing up in a way that does not feel good. And, um, you know, or you believe that in order to niche down, it needs to look a certain way. And so that's what you're resisting. So I hope that is a relief to you. (laughs) Um, That, you know, that this can be done in a way that feels really good. And that, um, you know, this is something that everyone has. It's just a matter of, how intentional are you being about identifying these pieces of your niche, the the person that you help, the problem that you solve, and the positioning, the way in which you do that? Um, and I also want to speak to the person who is afraid to niche down, like I mentioned as well. So maybe this is something that you have been moving forward in your business and you want to, um, you know, maybe specialize in an area or you know, just kind of make a shift and a tweak and get a little bit more specific with who you serve or do it in a new way, put a new spin on it. And you're afraid to do that because you have some thoughts around, am I going to get less clients? Is it going to make it hard for me to sign clients or find enough people out there or build up an audience or get traction, right? And all these thoughts come up because you're like, oh, I don't know if I am, you know, if this is going to have a negative impact on my business, basically. And while I have seen people go too far into niching down, this is most likely not going to be a concern. Often these thoughts that we're having, these fears that are coming up around niching down, like, am I going to, you know, is there enough people out there for me? Um, those kind of thoughts are really rooted in scarcity where you feel like, oh, like this is um, unfamiliar territory. And now my brain is telling me this is unsafe and I need to go back to where it's safe in general land over here. (laughs) And, um, you know, and just, and just stay here and camp out here. Like typically that's what this is. Okay. Um, and I really do want to reassure you that again, when done, right, when you are, um, honoring the person that you're called to serve the problem that you are, um, that you solve and that you're really good at and excellent at and that it benefits them and you're doing it in a way and positioning yourself in a way that is authentic, then 
it's really honoring the vision. Like it's this beautiful blend of, um, you know, all those pieces of your business. And that's something that you should trust. And when I am in coaching calls with my clients, this is always what I encourage them to come back to, right? And I'm like, okay, what's really on your heart to do? Like that is something that you can trust. You don't have to question it. You don't have to be afraid of it. Um, and I really encourage you to examine that. Like, what are you afraid of exactly? Um, is there validity to that? And, you know, chances are there's going to be a moment where you realize, okay, I feel afraid of this, but when I dig into it a little bit, I do realize that there's plenty of people out there. And here's another nugget for you, right? To speak to this, uh, issue specifically of, are there going to be enough clients out there for me? Well, how many clients can you realistically serve? How many people are out there, right? Like everyone in your industry, if that's a thing for you, if you're thinking about like, well, this person over here seems to serve a wider audience. If I narrow down, um, is that going to take clients away from me somehow? Everyone does things in such a unique way. And that is part of the benefit and the value of niching down is because it really showcases the strengths that you have and, you know, the way that you do it and all those nuances um, to basically like be a beacon of light, right? And call in the people that are right for you. And they'll see that other person over there doing it in a different way and say, no, that's not quite right. They'll see you and they will gravitate towards you because the way that you're showing up and positioning yourself um, with your niche, right? is it just, it really speaks to them, right? And so just going back to what I'm saying about um, coming back to the vision, that's something that I want you to really trust. Like if this is something that, you know, for me, it's like I have this God-given vision for my business and that is really a guiding force in my business. So of course I'm gonna trust when I feel like, oh, this is shifting and now I am called to serve this kind of person. I'm absolutely gonna honor that. I do not feel the need to question it. And so I really encourage you to do the same and really trust in that and rest in that, that if this is the vision you've been given, there is value in that and there is a need that only you can fill in that certain area in that certain way, okay? I also think that there is um, almost a weightiness sometimes that we can feel when it comes to publicly owning our area of expertise, which is something that I definitely felt when I kind of rebranded the podcast earlier this year um, at the time of recording. This is 2022. And so earlier this spring when I rebranded the podcast from, it was formerly called Presence and Purpose, and then I rebranded it to Wildly Aligned Marketing. And so this podcast was previously faith-based, and part of my shift in rebrand was, um, you know, again, thinking about that analogy that I gave of your niche being these the soundboard with different dials, I kind of turned some things down and other things up. And so I just really shifted the focus to um, the branding and messaging and marketing aspect, um, visibility strategies, all of that good stuff, and turned down the faith aspect in terms of, um, no, this podcast is not for Christian women entrepreneurs specifically anymore. However, that's still a large part of my audience that is still a part of who I am, right? And so that's just an example for you of kind of how things can shift. And so when I made that pivot, or when I was in the process of making that pivot, there was definitely a weightiness that I felt to 
publicly owning, first of all, the title of the podcast says marketing right in it, (laughs) and also starting to call myself both a brand strategist and marketing coach. And that was something that I was not fully embracing of from the get-go because because of this, right? Like there was this weightiness of, oh my gosh, I'm calling myself a marketing coach. Like that word marketing just kind of felt like really big and like, oh, scary. And so I wanted to share that as well because I feel like there may be someone listening right now who is maybe going through some of that as well, where it's like niching down. You kind of know the direction that you're being pushed in, or I should say pulled, right? Like there's that just this pull that you have and you're trying to lean into that direction, but it's a little scary because that means publicly owning a new side of yourself or a new um, facet of your business that you have not really owned in this way before. And yeah, that can be a little scary too, because it's outside of your comfort zone. It's a new thing. And so if that's you, I want you to just know that this is a sign that you're on the right path. And so it's not something that you need to run away from. I would definitely encourage you to sit with that and process through it again. Like, why is this scary to me? What thoughts come up when I feel this weightiness of owning that I am a marketing coach or owning that I am a fill in the blank? What thoughts come up? Is it imposter syndrome stuff? Is it, you know, they're going to think I'm not qualified or, um, you know, whatever it is, it's really great to be aware of that so that you can address it as you continue to be pulled in that new direction, okay? All right, so let's get into the nitty gritty of this three-step process, right? Because like I said, you know, niching down, I truly believe it's really simple. It can be so simple, you guys. Um, and there's these three steps that I've shared with you, kind of the overview, but let's get into each one. So if this is something that um, you fall into that category of like you've been trying to niche down, but you just you can't seem to ro- find the right way to go about it, um, or you've never gone through this process before, and so this is your first time really getting clarity on what is my niche and how do I articulate that, then get out your pen and paper. Um, Take notes because this is going to break it down in a way that's going to be really tangible and you're gonna have a lot of clarity on the other side of this. So number one, like I said, there's the three parts, which is your person, the problem you solve, and your positioning. So number one being your person, this is who are you called to serve? Who's your ideal client? Who is your target audience, right? There's lots of ways that people say this. I like to say your person, Um, but who is that person that you're called to serve? And I don't want you to think, um, overthink about this. I don't want you to go crazy here. Really what I want you to write down in this moment, and again, this goes for you if this is the very first time you're doing this or if you are um, just needing a refresher and needing to really kind of reevaluate Um, to make sure that where you're at right now is in alignment, right? Because chances are, if you're listening to this episode, (laughs) you don't feel like everything's um, quite right. You feel like something's a little bit off track. And so we're going to get that back on track. So um, as far as looking at your ideal client, the things that I want you to really make note of here is some general demographic information, nothing crazy. By demographics, I mean... Um, are they men or women specifically? Does that not matter? Are they a certain age range or life stage? Or do they, are they, if they're business owners, do they have a certain type of business? If so, what is that? Um, you know, anything like that that is really relevant to who 
you're serving, what you're doing, right, in that context. Um, and so the reason why I say nothing crazy is because I have definitely seen um, some people will approach us, they'll get really nitty gritty into um, details that don't matter that I personally feel like don't matter for the majority of people. Like, um, I'm trying to think of a good question, like what kind of influencers do they follow or um, what kind of stores do they shop at? Now, this could be relevant for your person. I'm not saying it's not, but often those kind of questions are not as relevant as the ones where it's like, um, you know, really pertinent to what you do. So an example here that I'm thinking of is if you're a health coach. So um, if you know that they are in a well-off family, right? Like they are, um, they're busy, they have means, they've been maybe trying um, meal planning sites uh, or like meal delivery services, stuff like that, and they want to get healthy and they have those means, well, that's, that's a relevant demographic um, detail, right? Um, so anyways, just, just think about the demographics as it pertains to who you're helping and what you're doing, but don't feel like you need to go overboard um, because not every detail will be relevant as it relates to what you do. And then the other, the other thing that I want you to really think about here is what do they value? So, you know, in order to attract value-aligned clients, which I know is very important to you, it's important to me as well, we have to first figure out what do they value, right? And so I want you to think about that. This can be in terms of life, it can be in terms of business, parenting, health, um, you name it. And, and I want you to really just um, kind of open up your, um, your perspective on this question. So for example, if I were answering this question, I could talk about stuff that is not necessarily business related. Um, I could talk about values that many of you women listening hold in terms of family, like putting family first, like faith first, and then family, um, and then business, right? And having those priorities in order um, or, you know, just like really embracing slow growth, right? Like growing your business, but not at the expense of your family life and um, your quality of life, the lifestyle that you want to live. So those are just a few examples of, you know, not business related stuff, but just it really helps you get a clear idea of who am I dealing with here? Like what kind of people am I talking to? And a, a like a polar opposite <laughs> example of what I just shared with you um, in terms of the women that I speak to through this podcast is, um, you know, there is businesses and experts out there who really speak to people who value, um, you know, like big fancy vacations and traveling abroad or maybe designer um, clothes or shoes or products of some sort, you know, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. It's all about, again, it comes back to their values. And so that's just a really, um, I guess, obvious example that's coming to mind for me. But like I said, I want you to think about their values as a whole and think about it, um, like I said, holistically. So just because you work with um, maybe you're a parenting coach and you work with moms, think about the values that they have outside of parenting as well. Um, and just write those down so that you're really clear on that and that you can ensure that you are um, 
speaking to those values, that you're showing up in a way that's aligned with those values um, that the people that you want to work with have, right? Um, and that's just a really great way to set yourself apart, right? When it comes to your niche and kind of standing out to the right people in a sea of other experts in similar arenas as you, when you are really clear about these are the things that we value, right? Like in my little corner of the internet over here, we value this, this, and this. Well, that is going to repel people and it's going to attract people. And that's a good thing. All right. So that was number one, which was identifying the person that you're called to serve. Um, number two is the problem that you solve. So this is something that is definitely going to cause issues and frustration for you if you're not clear on the problem that you solve. And think of it this way, right? Businesses solve problems. Like we, um, you know, we provide solutions, which is another way of, you know, there's a solution, you have a problem, I have the solution, right? Um, and I, I want to say this, and I know I've said this on the podcast many times, but it's one of those things that um, I really want this to sink in. Regardless of what you do, if you are a life coach, if you are a mindset coach, if you are a health coach, if you work with um, non-business owners and you feel like the thing that you do is -tang not tangible, I want to challenge you to really dig deep with this question here. Um, in identifying the tangible problem that you solve because there is always a tangible problem, right? And you might have to dig a little deeper. You might have to get some feedback or you might need some coaching around this, right? And this is something that I help my clients with. So if this is something that you need help, um, please send me a message and I would be happy to um, talk to you and, and potentially see if you could use some coaching support around this. But there is always a tangible problem that you can communicate. And so I want you to think about it this way, first of all, by shifting your mindset around um, the problem, because what I see women do a lot is they focus on the how. Like I am a brand designer. I am a marketing coach. I'm a life coach. And so I'm going to coach you every single week for 12 weeks and we're going to go through these things, right? And like they're focusing on the vehicle. They're focusing on how they're going to do it um, and the like the deliverables basically or the, again, like the vehicle, the tools that they're using, but they're not focusing on what. And you want to always lead with the what. And this is the problem, right? The problem that you solve. And so rather than saying, I'm going to market, you know, I'm a marketing coach. I am going to coach you you know, we're going to meet weekly and go through this, this, and this, I'm going to lead with, I'm going to help you learn to find and attract the right clients online. I'm going to help you create content in a way that really flows and that truly converts and leads to um, value-aligned clients. I'm going to help you create your marketing strategy and, and show up in a way that does all of that, right? And the, the thing that I'm leading with, right, the number one problem that I solve is I help women find and attract the right clients online. And so the problem that you solve is usually very obvious. Like, I don't have to think super hard about that. But the irony here is that often we complicate this. We overcomplicate it and, um, you know, try to get really creative and, you know, in thinking about like, what is the problem that I solve? Oh, gee, I don't know. 
Um, and so I just, I want you to think about like, what is that um, probably pretty obvious staring you in the face <laughs> problem that you solve for your clients or your potential clients? And a great way to kind of dig into this if you're having trouble, um, like you're just feeling like there's a, a mental block around this or you're stuck and you're like, oh, like how do I, how do I inch closer to what that tangible problem is? Especially if, like I said um, earlier, if you're someone who is a mindset coach, a life coach or something like that, where you feel like I don't have anything quote unquote tangible that I help people with because it's all like I can't hold any of the things that I'm doing. It's not like they walk away with a strategy or something they're you know they're getting coached on their mindset um, I want you to just kind of take it one level at a time and so I want you to think about okay how are you helping them think about what um, what is that going to change in their life what is that going to um, allow them to do or have that they didn't have before um, how is that going to show up in their day-to-day? -day? Is there some um, frustration or tension that they're experiencing right now that you are going to alleviate? And so you're going to want to just kind of like write down all of the things that are coming to mind and even just do like a process of elimination to identify, okay, like what's the biggest thing here? What's the number one thing? Is there kind of like an umbrella um, that captures all of these things that I'm writing down. So going back to the example that I shared of the problem that I solve is helping women like you listening find and attract the right clients online. Well, there's there's lots of like problems underneath that, right? This is just kind of the umbrella that, uh, like the number one problem, right? It kind of encompasses all of that. But I have some clients who come to me um, specifically because they are like they're already working with clients and they're attracting the wrong clients. And so we need to go in there and shift um, the way that they are explaining what they do and maybe tweak their offer or the, the title and how they talk about their offer um, and stuff like that to really dig into their messaging so that they are putting out content that is speaking to the right person. Or I have other clients who um, are just, you know, like beginner stages, brand new, haven't really been showing up. And maybe they're really dealing with some mindset stuff and they just cannot get past writer's block um, and just all the fears around showing up. And so they just feel overwhelmed and paralyzed by, I don't know what to say. And even if I did know what to say, I'm scared to show up and do it and just, you know, because I feel overwhelmed with all the options and it's scary and it's new, right? And so like there are a lot of specific iterations of that, but it all comes back to they are having a hard time finding and or attracting the right clients. And so when I work with them, we dig into that to figure out, you know, like the specifics of where we really need to go through, right? So again, I want you to focus on what is that number one problem and focus on what, like the tangible thing. You want this to feel like something that they can really hold, okay? So if you think that you help people with confidence, like you help them feel confident and that's the number one problem, I promise you it's not. We can get more tangible than that. So think about that confidence. What is that going to do for them? Is it going to lead to more clients in their business? Is it going to lead to attracting a better spouse, right? Like if you're a relationship coach, if they're confident, they're going to attract better matches, right?
So that was number two is the problem. So we've gone through number one, the person, number two, problem, and now number three is positioning. So I want you to think about this third part to this equation for your niche as basically what is the way that you approach what you do, right? What is the unique spin that you kind of put on it? And this can be thinking about a variety of factors, right? This can be specifically your approach. So like you have a specific training or um, methodology that you follow, right? This can be um, just your own style as a coach. This can be kind of any iteration of those things. But basically thinking about how you do what you do, how does that compare to other people in your industry? So you might be, um, I'll throw out some examples here, all about keeping it simple. You might be all about um, you know, creating a legacy, living in, leaving an impact. You might be all about um, maybe going against the grain of your industry. And so um, if you are, again, in like health and wellness, these are always the examples that come to mind for me. If you are in health and wellness, maybe you don't believe in dieting. And so you specifically do not promote diets with your clients and have them practice more intuitive eating or, um, you know, just eating real whole foods and being more aware of, you know, why they're eating, you know, things like that. So think about like, what is the unique spin that you put on what you do? So like I said, is there something that you do that goes against the grain of your industry? Um, is there something that your clients want to avoid specifically as it relates to your um, solution, right? The problem that you're solving. So again, thinking about the health example, maybe they know that they want to, like they're done with diets and so they're specifically looking for a non-diet approach or um, maybe with like fitness, they are specifically looking to do something that means they don't have to do cardio because they hate cardio <laughs> or they want to work at home. Like they're, or they want to work out at home. And so they don't want to have to join a gym and use workout equipment. Those could be things that they're specifically looking for or want to avoid. And so I want to note here too, that I just talked about um, in step number two with the problem, how you want to focus on the what, not the how. Right, And this positioning can kind of touch on the how, but here is where that's relevant and when it's not. So for example, if you are that health coach who is helping women um, lose weight, get in shape with a non-diet approach, um, doing workouts at home, something like that where you know people, the, the women or the people that you're working with are specifically looking for that approach, like that's something they're already aware of and they're actively looking for, then that's something that you'll want to lead with. Um, if it is something where they don't, uh, like they're not specifically looking for that approach, then it's something that you still know is unique about your positioning. Um, but you might want to think about articulating it in another way. So another example, taking this health, uh, this health and fitness coach, um, that we're talking about here, say your people are not aware, like they have no idea, they're just feeling really overwhelmed. Even though you use a non-diet approach, even though you help them figure out how to do uh, workouts at home, maybe you don't lead with that because they're feeling overwhelmed and they're really just needing simple. They're needing simple, quick, easy 
doable for busy moms or whatever it is, right? Then that is your unique spin. So I hope that makes sense. Like you want to think about their level of awareness with this. Absolutely. That's like a really key thing here is thinking about their level of awareness with the positioning. All right. So those are the three things and I'll just recap real quick. So number one is the person that you've helped. Number two is the problem that you solve. And number three is the positioning, the unique way that you do that, um, the unique spin that you put on it in a way that is, um, you know, makes sense to your person because it's something that they're aware of um, and or looking for. So I hope that this episode today was helpful and really helped you clarify, okay, I do actually have a niche and I just really need to get clear on articulating these pieces, but it's just a simple one, two, three step process. And then you are able to really feel solid and confident in your niche, okay? I would love to hear your thoughts. You can head on over to Instagram and send me a message at natalie.blenkush. If you are looking for support with this, if you listened through this episode and you feel like you just really need some further clarity because you are stuck on one of these steps and you need support, I would love to help you and you can click on over to the show notes and find the link to book a clarity call with me and we can talk about what private coaching could look like. I offer coaching intensives and I also offer longer term um, coaching and mentorship support. So if that's something that you are looking for, I would love to talk about that and see if that would be a good fit for you. All right. I hope that this episode was really freeing to you, like I said, and that this provided a lot of clarity in terms of what a niche actually is and the fact that you do, in fact, have a niche, right? Um, And hopefully removed some of the resistance or fear if you had any of those things going on around niching down and is just going to help you feel really confident in the way that you're showing up and presenting yourself online. Um, Because like I shared earlier, you know, when it comes down to it, when you are showing up in a way that's really authentic to you and it's that sweet spot of this is the vision like you know this is um, honoring the people that I'm called to serve and this this problem that I really care so deeply about and I'm so passionate about and I'm doing it in a way that is unique to me I'm putting my unique spin on it right like when you're showing up in that way and your niche is clear and you are doing your thing right online like that is what magnetically draws people to you And again, this is what I'm all about here. This is exactly what I want to help you do because I understand how frustrating it is when you feel like you're showing up and you're not drawing in the right people or you feel like you're not getting anyone's attention, okay? Um, And so I just, I really hope that you um, took notes today and that you will sit down and do this work because I promise it is going to help you get traction and move forward in your business if you apply what I'm sharing with you today. All right. I will talk to you guys on the next episode. Talk soon. Thanks so much for listening today. If you haven't already, be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss a future episode and leave a review if you haven't already. I love hearing your takeaways and how this podcast has impacted you and your business. If you're not already in our private Facebook community, I'd love to have you join. Head on over to Facebook and search the Wildly Aligned Marketing Group, or you can head to the show description and you'll find the link as well. I would love for you to pop in there, introduce yourself, and get to know you a little bit more. All right. That's it for today. I will see you on the next episode.